We are a devastated people. The Bane War has ripped our planet apart. The civilized races have clustered into fearful tribes. For fifty years we isolated ourselves, and then, slowly, the people have begun to come out of hiding. The darkest days are behind us. The world of Ruberine is a dangerous place. While we are in a time of relative peace, there has been steady increase in raids and pillaging by aberrant beasts and attacks by monsters whose living areas seem to be encroaching upon our civilized lands. Rumors abound that there's a dark force causing unrest in the underworld, and it is seeping up to the surface. Wise men say this is because tainted artifacts from the Bane War remain in the ground and corrupt living things that get too close to them. Only now, another threat is rising. One that we did not suspect, that we never thought would harm us, that we trusted, and they turned on us. We did not know that they would cause so much carnage, but they aren't like the others. Their eyes are green, solid green. When they look at you, you can tell they have no soul. If you survive, you will never forget their gaze. And now, the Guild of Geeks is proud to present Ruberine, the Lost Ones, a 4th edition Dungeons & Dragons campaign in the late heroic tier. Hi, I'm Rob, and I play the arrogant, confident, successful, highly anticipated, never without a perfect hit rogue doppelganger named Black. I am Kyle Farron, and I play an outgoing but sober dwarf fighter named Boffer Stoutarms. My name is Jenny. I play Nikolai, who is a pirate, a tiefling warlock with a terrible accent. Hi, I'm Jared, and I play Pangold Joysword, a goofy, virtuous, human, paladin, barbarian knight. I'm Simon. I play Dav Kumal, a very jolly, food-loving cleric. And I'm human. My name is Jeremy. I play the character of Elik, a dwarven sorcerer born during a storm and cast out from his clan. And I'm DM Samuel, and my job is to facilitate this adventure. So let's get to it. The other item of business that we need to take care of is that uh, we need to figure out how uh, Boffer and Alec are what, – what their history is. So um, everybody listen to the recording, right? Yeah. Sure. Yeah. I didn't make it all the way through it. I tried at work today, but we had a lot of stuff going on. Okay. But you heard a lot of the background of, of all the yeah. other pieces? Okay. Yeah. Yep. Um, so what I want to know from you two is how long have you been adventuring together? Oh, Elik. Let's see. You had had this covered because, I mean, we're brothers, but it was like I recently found you? Yeah, I was uh, I was born during a storm, and that's how I have my, my sorcerer powers because it's not normal for a dwarf to be all sorcery. And stuff. And uh, so there was an accident back when I was younger, and I was kicked out of the clan and wandered 
the uh, lands for a while, and uh, Boffer came looking for me, and we've recently met up. How recently? I I I, I don't know. How recently do you want it to be? <laughs> um, so I'm assuming that I'm the older brother then. If you were banished and I came looking for you. Sounds good to me. Sounds good. Okay, so let's say two years. Okay. Two years. Okay. And how did you know about your brother since he was kicked out of the clan young? I mean, what um, was your relationship like when you were young? I'm... At least in, up until that point, before he was kicked out, I was a pretty stereotypical dwarf. I wanted really bad to fit in, so love treasure, fought with hammers and axes and stuff, and, you know, grew an awesome beard, all that sort of thing. And uh, our relationship was pretty, go- pretty good, but he got picked on a lot by, by the other okay. dwarves in the north. Mountain Which is region. kind of what led to the uh, accident. Uh, there or or was did a, you want me to make it up one time? Well, no, no. Uh, there was Somebody a. Uh, like you like my brother. This one time. <laughs> <laughs> no shit. There I was. No wait. <laughs> okay, well, no, we, uh, we can skip. We can skip some particulars. What? Why are you adventuring together now? Well, I can't go back to the clan, so I'm just doing whatever to make some cash. I okay, think the one defining thing about my personality is that, like, ever since he got kicked out, I have a real hard time with, like, people's prejudgment about how dwarves are supposed to be. So, like, I make a special effort to be really outgoing and, like, not be grumpy. Um, you know, I have those, like, urges. <laughs> but, uh, like, I don't drink, for example. Like, my character, if everyone sits down to mead, he just won't have any. Because he wants to give a like a different impression of dwarves, like they can be different and not like all the same. And that's fine because I can drink for the both of us. <laughs> okay. But it's fine around here. Um, and so, what mission are you on right now? Um, that's a good question. <laughs> that means I don't know. Um, let's see, Elik or or Puddles, as I call him. Uh. <laughs> Puddles and I are out to sort of, we want to kind of make a name for ourselves, because I'm out there to sort of show that dwarves can be different, so we need a little bit of our name for ourselves, and I think Puddles is also, we want to be well-known, I guess, have have a little bit of clout, so not only, so he can be accepted by the dwarves, but so I can be accepted by everybody else. Does that make sense? Made sense yep. in my head. <laughs> so, are you on a mission paid by a particular person, or are you in between missions and just sort of hanging out? I'm kind of an honor and glory guy, kind of myself. So, but we did just get a big payout. I'm we we just finished something up. Okay, what so was we're, it? We're kind of hanging out right now. We had uh, acquired some magical items for uh, a couple of people that were um, they were stolen from them. And we went and took care of some bandits and whatnot and got their stuff back. There were various magical items for uh, this lord that had a nice little collection. He used to be an adventurer himself, but he's older now and uh, didn't really have the the means or abilities anymore to go out and take care of his problem. Okay, and what was his name? uh, His name... 
is a good name. Blandor. <laughs> Sounds good. Yeah. Who's Landor? U F F I N. Blandor Guffin. And he was human. A lot. He was. He was human, and it was it was Boffer's uh, outgoingness that that led him to us to do the take care of the job for him. Okay. Pangold. Yes. Uh, have you heard of uh, Boffer and Puddles? Uh, not. I haven't heard of anyone named Puddles, but there ha- uh, in in some towns you might hear some talks of the two dwarven brothers who uh, do shady work. But that's just what the people have been saying. There's, uh, I've never heard anyone who's had a, like a first-hand encounter of them. Okay. Uh, Simon. Yeah. Has Dov heard of the two dwarves? I've um, only heard of the two dwarves, only in speaking when we go through towns and stuff. Other than that, it's just all hearsay. I don't feel like I've been out long enough to hear much news about them. But I have heard of them. Boffer and Alec, have either of you ever heard of a group of uh, adventurers named the Lost Ones? Yes. Yes, we I have. Think- I would think Boffer would, just because I go out of my way to sort of, like, find out about who's being talked about, um, like, in pubs or taverns and things. I'm not doing any drinking, so I might as well talk to people. Uh want to find out, you know, who's making a name for themselves. Maybe so, I mean, we could join with them or find out who they are, because we want to make a name for ourselves, too. And the best way to do that is to find people who are already well-known. So Boffer has, and Ellick has heard from him from Boffer because Boffer likes to talk a lot and is always outgoing even when he's just around dwarves. Okay, do you believe the bad reputation that the Lost Ones have? I'm suspicious of it. Um, not necessarily that I believe it because I mean, I have a bad reputation just because of my race kind of thing. So I'm not one to just believe that reputation immediately. But I'm suspicious because I want to be honorable and I wouldn't want to join myself with people who are doing bad things. Uh, so I'm suspicious but not totally convinced. Okay. And, I feel and, like I'd have to meet him and shake hands with him personally. <laughs> and for Alec, the information has been filtered through Boffer, so he, I don't really know either way either. Boffer okay. likes to talk things up, so... If he's not sure about it yet, then I for sure don't think they're bad. All right. Uh, on your journeys, you guys, the two of you, uh, heard about a a group of people that are dubbed the Lost Ones that whose most recent notorious action was uh, the slaughtering of a, a a brothel house. So that's the that's the last sort of mo- most major thing that you've heard. You've heard that they slaughtered the, the occupants and customers in a, in a large brothel house. Um, and then a couple of days later, you ran across a group of people that were saying good things about the Lost Ones. And you heard that they had rescued a small human boy from a really nasty group of trolls. Um, 
But the people that were telling the story weren't quite sure they believed it. They thought maybe it was exaggerated and that the lost ones probably just sort of came upon, you know, the situation and, and didn't really have to fight any trolls or do anything like that. Um, and you overheard a, a little, a, a small disagreement because one or two of the members of the people that were talking about it, or whatever that little group was in a tavern somewhere, they really thought that the lost ones had, had rescued the boy and, and the other group, uh, thought that no way they couldn't have done something so wonderful. Not, not a group of people that would just kill a bunch of innocent brothel patrons and things like that. So, so there's, there's a little bit of a disconjunction between, um, is that even a word? There's a little bit of a disconnect between what people think. I was think questioning you and, just yeah. even saying, like, innocent brothel patrons. <laughs> yeah, that's what no, I was wondering, but, too. Uh, well, that, that's the thing, though. You, you, were, you, were in a ball, you were in a tavern overhearing this conversation, so you, suffice it to say the, the people having the conversation were quite drunk already. Uh, so they, you know, th- there's some pretty strong feelings about this group in the region. Um, and the, the lines are pretty well drawn. There's really not anyone that says, well, maybe they're just okay and they make mistakes. People either love them or hate them. Okay. And uh, it's perfectly natural probably for you to not really make a decision in that respect because you haven't met them yet. So, uh, But just so you know sort of the things that are being said and what's going around. Um, now, the rest of you just... Uh, have been speaking with a tavern keeper in the small town of Graylin, in case you don't remember. Why don't we uh, do a little recap of what happened last session? Who wants to do a recap? A little five-minute five recap. Uh, we arrived at a small town. Uh, was it the Lesser Pindor? We arrived into, and the whole town was shuttered up and boarded. No, it was uh, it was Graylin that you Lesser Pendor oh, is Graylin? where you is where you rescued the child. Ah, uh, Graylin. Somebody else take over. I got that bit wrong. <laughs> okay, <laughs> no, no, you're fine. The, Keep going. <laughs> the town was boarded and shuttered as though they were locked down for winter, sort of thing. But we saw people spying at us from a distance, um, behind the shutters, and so we went to investigate at the local inn. And that was all locked up, but we heard movement inside. And um, was it Rob uh, Black crept around the back, and he witnessed something that none of us else saw. But eventually, we got into the inn, and we saw a father and daughter in there, and we decided to sit and have a meal and a drink, and another drink. Oh, and I think I had another one as well. <laughs> Okay. And uh, what story did the shopkeeper t- or the uh, innkeeper tell you? Somebody else is going to have to remind me. All right, I'll do that one. The shopkeeper was talking about how a few days ago they had been visited to their inn by some elves, which isn't completely out of the ordinary because uh, elves, uh, they're right on the border of the Great Dam Forest where uh, there are many elf settlements. And uh, they had a few drinks and then left. And then the next day, a very large raiding party came, uh, did some uh, uh, property damage, uh, and then took off with most of the militiamen and some of the other men in the city. Didn't take any women or children, uh, didn't do any large-scale pillaging, just some property damage and kidnapping of the men. And it has terrified the 
people to the point that they aren't going out and tending to the fields or opening markets, and they've even turned away uh, caravanners who are wanting to set up a market to sell goods. Okay. Anything else of, of memorable information that you remember from that story? Anyone else remember anything else, any other key facts? Okay. Um, so some key facts to remember. The raiding party that came in were elves, but there were also some Eladrin with them. That's or right. Eladrin. What, I don't know how to pronounce it really, but however you want to pronounce it, I don't care. So it was a mixed group, which is relatively odd. Um, and they killed about 30% of the adult male population. That means a male's over 10 in the town, and they drug away several more and uh, damaged uh, or injured several more. They didn't kill any women or children. They didn't injure any women or children. At least it didn't seem like they did on purpose. Um, I'm sure there were some collateral, some collateral damage done there. Uh, the second thing is when the caravan came through two days later and they turned it down and the caravan kept going or left, you know, they rested for a short while and then left, a, a sort of counter-strike party followed the caravan thinking they might get some protection from it if something happened or maybe that they could actually help it if it got jumped by the raiding party. Um, and when the caravan... Uh, reached the forest and turned to go around it because they weren't going into the forest. Uh, the the uh, the men from the village, their plan was to go into the forest and try to rescue their comrades that had been taken. They have not returned yet. That was two or three days ago. Okay, so that's the situation. And now you're sitting in this inn slash tavern and... Uh, your cleric is on the way to getting nice and sauced, and the tavern keeper is still a bit uncomfortable. He, he didn't tell you this uh, openly or willingly necessarily. He told you this in a sort of halting, storytelling, stuttering sort of way, and he's very worried for his daughter, and he's very worried for the town, and, and says that most of the people are just really afraid. What are you guys going to do? Okay. Well, I thought that we had decided um, – well, we were we were in the middle of deciding whether or not uh, we were going to split the party, uh, which I'm firmly against. Uh, Never split some, party. Uh, but the idea was that maybe we would leave some people here to help with protection or to uh, – you know, Nikolai complained about that because, you know, if they can't protect themselves, well, what are they going to do when they don't have us around? And then it was recommended I teach them to protect themselves, which I scoffed at also. Um, <laughs> or, you know, we would go pursue the caravan, following the caravan's footsteps. Personally, I mean, I think that really they seem to be pretty well boarded up here um, and, and safe as safe as they're going to get. And we, we may as well all go and, and see where this caravan ended up. Yeah, hiding behind these wooden shutters, it's not going to get us anywhere. Okay. Yeah, well, that's true, too. So I, you want to... Go ahead. I think that we should, yeah, definitely go and try and search and maybe have some sort of meeting with the elves to figure out what's going on, because it doesn't sound like blind raiding, and it doesn't sound like they're trying to do any sort of slave trade, because that would have focused on, you know, either complete destruction or taking more of women and children than men. So there's got to be some reason 
greater than, you know, baser instincts to uh, do that much damage just to the adult male populace. Okay, so uh, because Rob's character is not here, him and I talked about it, and he said that he would stay here and try to convince the people that uh, you guys would go investigate the threat and that they can come out of their homes and their houses and start working their fields and and uh, and to try to mediate their fear that they're feeling right now. Um, so he's deciding to stay in town. Okay. So you guys, you guys get to go on without him, and he's going to try to not necessarily protect the town, but of course, you know, his character is very competent, and he's absolutely positive that he can get these people to forget their fear and convince them that there's no reason to be afraid, and that they can come out and continue their normal lives. He is the the power of positive thinker right now. All right. That's right. All right, so uh, are you guys going to pack up and leave now, or are you going to try to stay in the inn for the night, or are you going to try to meet some more of the townsfolk, or... What time? What do you, what do you... Yeah, what time of day? You came in around, I don't know, what did I say last time, 1 p.m. or so? It, it wasn't yeah. wasn't very late, and it's spring, so it's it gets dark around what we would call 6 p.m., although you don't... I mean, they don't really keep time like that. Right. So basically, we have a good four or five hours. I think that's plenty of time to go out uh, poking about and uh, seeing what we stir up. Okay. And we have now, started the... this wine, for goodness sake. <laughs> the, the Great Dam Forest is three to four miles south. So if you want to take that travel time in, into consideration, it would probably take you probably an hour to get there. Here, if you're slow. <laughs> well, there's nothing that says we can't uh, travel at night. Yeah, that's true too. I mean, I uh, we all have yes, torches, presumably. So, um, and it's easier to travel back in the dark than to travel somewhere we haven't been before. So, uh, I am, uh, and and honestly, you know, the longer these people sit in fear, um, you know, the more trouble it's going to cause them. And really, the faster we can get this resolved, I think the the better it'll be for everyone. So, I'm kind of all for heading out now. Yeah, let's set out now, and then if we have any villagers that we need to speak to, we can hit them up tomorrow morning. Okay. That way they're at All least right. comfortable with us. They know that we're going to come back and spend the night and not tear the place apart and set it on fire. So, well, we'll never leave you, villagers. We love you. <laughs> uh, you mean so, I've got to lift myself out of this chair and go out into the dark? <laughs> oh, this is just not on. I'll, okay. I'll fill, my wine, I'll fill my water skin with wine. To, that way you can have some for the road. Oh, jolly good. <laughs> I won't even cut it. Totally good. It'll just be it'll just be pure. <laughs> okay. I never heard you say that you were cutting it with water. I'm <laughs> saying that. Cool. Never Cut has been. Wine. How dare you? How dare you? Never. Blasphemy. Greater even than taking a god's name in vain. Cutting I'm, your wine with if water. I, if I'm cutting it, I'm cutting <laughs> it with mead. <laughs> oh yes. <laughs> You cut your wine with more wine. Good job. Okay, the words let's go, let's go. Let's set out. Okay. You get about two miles out, and you come to a... uh, You're taking the the road 
that the caravan would have taken, I presume. And you get to a turn in the road, and there's a little hill there, and there's a bunch of rocks and stone on top of the hill. And as you are about to sort of turn and go around that bend and go, you notice that uh, the (laughs) the rocks that are the boulders that are on top of the hills um, there's some uh, what's the best way to describe this? There are some little chips of granite that are sort of falling down and bouncing off and, and sort of hitting the ground and it's almost as if they're being sort of tossed onto the rock from the other side and then bouncing over towards this side. As though someone's moving high above us. Well, it's not that high. It's only, I mean, there's a, there's like a steep, steepish hill that goes up about 10 feet. And then there's some boulders up there that they don't, they're not that steep that you couldn't climb them, but they're, they're, uh, they're pretty dangerous looking. It- does it look like someone's trying to get our attention or someone is failing to adequately hide from us? Uh, you want to roll an insight? I surely don't, but I'll do it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> uh, looks like I got a 15. Uh, to you, it looks like someone is is not doing a very good job of hiding. Okay. What is my good job? Draw, draw my blade, and uh, I'll make an insight check, too. Twenty-one. Okay. Woo-hoo. Uh, See, this you, is why I hang out with Joy Sword right there. That's, uh... <laughs> um, to you, it looks like there's someone not doing a very good job of hiding. All right. I like higher scores, same result. Uh, <laughs> is anybody ready to... Uh, to, to get down to business? Should somebody holler at him or something? I I'm see you! Sure. I will try to intimidate them into <laughs> revealing themselves. Oi! You there on the rocks! No, that's the wrong accent. Where was I at? Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, thank you, Bill. Uh, hello! Who is there? Who is trying to hide from us? Oh, button, button, where's the button? Oh, 22. Woohoo! Okay, so, uh, so, Boffer and Puddles... Where you're laying down, trying to relax in the shade of the rocks on the other side there, uh, and moving around and trying to get comfortable, you suddenly hear a Russian-sounding voice yell out to you. Oi, what's that? Buffer jumps up on on his feet. Without even thinking, he lets out a large, huh? (laughs) So... Nikolai, from the other side where you yelled, you hear, huh? (laughs) (laughs) Come up where I can see you. All right. At this point, I wake up Elik. Hey. (laughs) What what is it? Somebody's yelling at us. They want us to come out. I don't know if we should. You should do it. I should do it. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I'll be right here. I have a brother for you right there. Okay, he like, like... Uh, peers over the the edge of the the hill there and looks down and sees uh, sees the party there and turns back to Boffer and says, "I'm not going first. 
Okay, at this okay, point, so I already you, have my you helmet. Guys, you, you guys are looking up where where Nikolai was yelling, okay. and instead oh, of instead of seeing someone like peer over the top of the rocks, you see someone towards the side of the rocks, sort of peek around, uh, and it, it, it's a it's a sort of a squat, non-human head. Um, uh, I just imagine him jumping up and down on his tippy toes, trying to see. You know? Nope, nope. Sometimes he, I just call him Squathead. Squathead. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, he peeked can we, around can we recognize real fast. Them dwarves? You would probably recognize that they're dwarves. Sure, you, you've you've seen enough dwarves to to know. Trying to convince them diplomatically to come down. Well, she's already rolled an intimidate, so uh, that needs to be a. An opposed check, so... I thought it was first to know the fast, but it's cool. I'm sorry, what was that? Uh, nothing. I am not backseat DMing and suggesting it should be versus their will defense. I'm going to go over here now and let you run the game. So that's my new plan. Is that like against my bladder control? Because what was the intimidate like? <laughs> it was like a 22, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the intimidate no, was intimidate versus... <laughs> My intimidate versus reflex? What? Okay, so what should I be rolling then? Well, your intimidate, you're, you're either going to roll an insight, okay, or a streetwise. Oh, have fun, boys. I would like to roll an insight to see if it appears as if these people are uh, actually like, angry and coming after us, or if we may be able to calm them down because she's all yelling at us and stuff and trying to be intimidating. Right. So so, so you're rolling insight? So, yeah, you're, you're basically trying to figure out if if Nikolai is really trying to intimidate you or just putting on a bluster and, and you know, you, the results either going to determine if you feel intimidated, like, oh, crap, I don't want to piss these people off, or if you're going to say... Ah, he's all talk, and as soon as they see that we're friendly dwarves, they'll leave us alone, kind of thing. Okay. So go ahead and roll insight. <laughs> Are you kidding me? All right, roll a 23. <laughs> go, Alex! That's, that's versus Nikolai's 22. So you sort of understand that Nikolai is trying to be intimidating because it's probably the best tactic when there's an unknown party on the other side of the of the rocks, so to speak. Okay. Um, but but Boffer needs to make a roll as well. I don't think you want to see that happen. So Boffer will fear me at all time. Yeah, I'm, I'm like is... brandishing my hammer at this point. Oh, so, once Elec looked around the corner and saw who was yelling and that it was uh, somewhat of an adventuring party, and they didn't look, not that they didn't look dangerous, but they didn't look uh, threatening in terms of they look like they're a good adventuring party, not some sort of demon spawn. Um, but meanwhile, Boffer is well, saying... I, anyway. Boffer is saying, oh, oh we got to get out of here. we got to get out of here. This is, this is horrible. We can't have a run-in with these. Oh, this is, this is really bad. They're going to kill us. No, brother. How many of them are there? We could take them if we needed to, but 
they don't even, they don't look entirely like Demon Spawn. Let's <laughs> see what they want. There's a big fat guy with rosy cheeks. He might look like a demon. <laughs> They've got wine. Awesome. Let's go. <laughs> Okay, all right, all right. I'll I'll go where you go, but only because you've seen him and I haven't. Okay, so we slowly make our way down the uh, down the hill there, and we're in the open now. Okay, okay hold on. The, let's, the dwarf let's you see there. before you. Let, let me describe how I look really quick while you're doing that. Uh, Boffer, not super tall, but he wears this helmet over his head, and it's just like a white painted metal helmet. With two eye holes, um, just like the picture. Um, wears a brown cape that would cover all of him if he like didn't have his arms sticking out. And the only thing that's not really covered by this helmet and this cape are just a big red beard and mouth. So you can tell he's a dwarf. He just looks goofy because he's constantly wearing the cape and the helmet. <laughs> he's super dwarf. It's fantastic. Does he wear his underwear on the outside too? Because no, no, he does I not. It's a great look. <laughs> okay, he's not a pro wrestler. Okay. <laughs> okay, probably not a great. It's probably not a great feel, but I haven't decided if I wear underwear under underneath my robe. Not good thought. Well, how much can I tell you of superpowers if you wear your underwear underneath your robes? That's just ridiculous. Uh, I walk, I walk over to Elik. Uh, she's my kopesh, and then uh, offer my hand uh, for a uh, shake. Careful, lad. Careful. You offered your hand to Elik. Yeah, since he was the one who was fine. Oh, okay, sorry, it walking down. Broke up there for a second. Sorry about that. Yeah, Elik kind of eyes the hand a little bit and reaches up towards it to shake. Gives it a firm grasp. Hello. Saw you. Uh, saw you trying to hide over there. Is there something that you were looking for? I. I didn't realize that when you sleep, you're hiding. Oh, you were sleeping. You dwarves must be very rough sleepers, because there was quite a bit of rubble coming at us. Uh, night terrors, you know. <laughs> it's the yep. middle of the afternoon. It's five o'clock somewhere. <laughs> we, we had just uh we've been traveling for several days and exhausted, decided to stop for a short rest. Been here for a few hours. Well it's not safe out here for young fellows as you say. Whereabouts have you been? Uh, we just went by we just completed a job for a a nobleman, a few days travel from here, and we're just traveling on to the next town. You heard anything about uh, uh, marauding elves stealing menfolk? <laughs> <laughs> Sounds kinky. <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> uh, we haven't heard anything quite like that. Well, at least this is still local information. I tell him about uh, the situation in the town up north, uh, leaving out a couple details like the fact that, uh, you know, there weren't... I don't tell him about the town being destroyed, about uh, 
women and children not are being specifically untargeted and uh, tell them about the uh, caravan. That's about as far as I go into it. I don't tell them everything because I don't know them that well, but I, I give them the gist of why we're out in, why we're out walking. I see. Well, you sure are a small group looking for this kind of trouble. <laughs> what are you calling little? <laughs> I, I said the trouble was little. Uh, oh. <laughs> There's a lot of little things about them, I see. Mind you, um, how tall are you guys, the, the, the this dwarf pair here? What's, what's your max height? Uh, I'm five, I'm four foot five inches. And that's, okay. uh, I think I'm two inches under the max height of a dwarf. So, so you uh, for a dwarf. You, I've, while you guys were talking... I was going to say, I still got two feet, at least. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> On uh, while you guys were talking, uh, Dav was sort of just looking at the dwarves and looking at what they were wearing and looking at the sort of details of their faces and of their clothing and... Dual and red beards. Their, right. And decides that he thinks these two dwarves might be a couple of brothers, dwarven brothers that he's heard of. Uh, he's heard that they are um, treasure hunters that uh, are um, very well known in certain circles, but in other circles they're just known as very greedy uh, dwarven, you know, gem hunters sort of thing. Uh, of course, those stories usually come from the groups of the quote-unquote civilized populations that don't actually like dwarves that much. Um, but she, Dov has heard stories of, of these dwarves and that they are pretty rich because they're really, really good at finding stuff. Ka-ching! Eyes <laughs> well. I'll whisper this to the... Um whoever stood closest to me. I'd probably be Nikolai, since I'm right in, right next to Elik talking with him. Nikolai, whisper, 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 whisper. These people, <laughs> I think we've heard it before. These might be the two no, 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 dwarves that we've heard of. Whisper, whisper. Dog that was a stage and, whisper. Uh, that was a stage whisper, yeah. Dog. Uh, um, uh, Nikolai narrows his eyes and looks at the looks at the cleric, looks at the dwarves, looks back to the cleric. Whisper, whisper. And well, I don't want to make an old spice joke. And basically just says, "But they may have what? Funds, money, funds. Speak up. Do I need to yell there? While they while they yell at each other, I sort of look back. And then look back, and then I look at uh, I look back at the dwarves, and I I say, well, there's no way that could be them. And I look at him, I'm like, no offense to you, sir, but you don't appear to have uh, many many coin purses filled with gold. You seem to be dressed pretty modestly for for two renowned gym hunters. Well, if we were showing off everything we have. This would be a very awkward encounter here. <laughs> awkward. <laughs> Especially if they were showing off all they had. 
All right. So uh, we'll assume that uh, when you guys were telling the two dwarves about the uh, story uh, of the elves, that uh, he decided that uh, it was time to go kick some elf butt. All right. It's probably the faster way of us fumbling through the this <laughs> uh, conversation. Yeah, well, if he was here, he would probably be joining in. Let me see here. Yeah, we yeah. just lost Jenny again, too. Oh, oh no, I'm right here. Yeah, we lost you on game table. That's because, um, I don't know, I'll probably lose out on she Skype. Left twice. Two. She double left. <laughs> oh, see? <laughs> Why would it tell me that I've left? Jenny has left the session. Now I'm right here. All right. <laughs> he has the power. He has the power. <laughs> wakes up. What's, what's going on? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Why am I dressed in this horrible, frilly pink thing? Nikolai looks innocent. He suffers narcolepsy. We grabbed a bunch of sharp I was just going to say that. I was deciding. As I was restarting the computer, I'm like, that's Boffer's character trait. He totally has narcolepsy. (laughs) (laughs) And and intermittent blindness. Your helmet turns around occasionally and goes dark. (laughs) You just think it's nighttime and you fall asleep. (laughs) You have all of the consequences of binge drinking, but you don't drink at all. <laughs> he struggles, bless him. Well, right, bless maybe that's why he doesn't drink. Imagine if he actually had alcohol in him, he'd just slip right into a coma, you know? I used to drink when I was younger, and I'd just wake up in a field, and there'd be like hundreds of dead things around me. Like, Whoa. <laughs> that that wasn't a field, it was a graveyard. Graveyard. <laughs> <laughs> the problem was he went to sleep in a field and woke up in a graveyard. <laughs> And unfortunately, it was the same place, so, you know. Yeah. That's because of the smell. Somebody thought it was already dead and carried him there. Oh. <laughs> the locals wouldn't have been too pleased if he hadn't killed them all, so. Narcolepsy. solution? Tell you what. Narcolepsy's Nar- murder spree. That's great. There's got to be a word for that, like. Uh, murderlepsy. Mur- murderlepsy. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I'll tell you what, one power outage and you become the butt of every joke. <laughs> well, I had to read over all your powers and I'm reading your powers out loud to anyone. By the way, I must say, I will compliment you. Very nice choice of uh, of armor uh, and your your helm. I like both. The, the properties on those are wicked cool. So. And I'll compliment, okay. it, compliment you on your fantastic drawings. They're brilliant. Yeah, those are great. <laughs> well... Yeah. He hears enough of that crap. Don't stroke his ego anymore. I've decided to cut that off. I'm nowhere near his ego, and I'm not going <laughs> to stroke it at any time. I sort of poked at it. It doesn't need to be stroked. I think when I was younger, I was say, I think when I was younger, people would tell me, "Oh, you're a really good artist," and I'd be like, "No," but now I'm just like, "Yeah." Yeah. <laughs> You've accepted it. Because I'm good. I'm good at it. And I'm not going to lie. I can either be. I can either be honest or or humble. So. Uh, your style's fun and funky, I like it. Okay, so, oh, you guys, so, uh, Kyle, uh, while you were having a blackout episode, uh, the group 
uh, was uh, standing there talking to you and your brother, and while you were doing that, the cleric uh, decided that he may think he knows who you are, and he whispered to Nikolai that he thinks that these are the two dwarves that are well-known and and purportedly wealthy from all of their treasure hunting and and gym hunting. And Nikolai said, no, look at them. They stink and they don't have nice clothing. They can't be rich. Um, because I have class, so that's, that's great. Right. <laughs> and, oh, well, I'm paraphrasing. <laughs> no, 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 it's, it's legitimate. I, I was enjoying it. Um, and uh, basically, you guys took a few minutes to sort of work out that uh, you've been told that some some elves and Eldrin came and and pillaged and killed a bunch of men in the town, and mm-hmm. you're now investigating that. So, uh, who knows what the reason that the two of you decided to go along with them? Maybe you were just bored, or maybe you see something that you've been searching for, or maybe. I was asleep and they started dragging me. Yeah, maybe they just decide. You just decided that it's better to go with them than to be left behind. Who knows? Uh, It doesn't really matter. Or maybe Uh, he recognizes as the lost ones, and we're hoping to go pick up the pieces after we inevitably destroy whatever it is we're going to go try to fix. So right, right. It could be. It could be. Uh, So um, he woke up while we were rummaging through his pockets, and so now he's worried in case we've taken something. (laughs) That wasn't a pocket you were rummaging in. Yeah, I was going to say, I thought you weren't stroking anything. (laughs) Yeah, right, right, right. (laughs) Um, So you come upon the forest, and you pause for a few minutes, and you look at the sort of vastness of of this forest. It's called the Great Dam Forest. Uh, And you're looking around at it, and the trail goes, the trail branches off. It goes uh, to your left to go around the, the forest. That's to the eastern part of the continent. Or it goes directly south right into the forest. Can we see where the caravan... I'm, I'm assuming they've told like... us where they're going and why. Well, or am caravan... I just following them like, where are we going, Davy? Well, the, the well, caravan yeah. that, that was in the town that the town refused to have a market with said that they weren't going through the forest, that they're, they were going to go eastward. So when they hit the forest, they were going to take the road well, to the east and go up over the, right. the river. No, we we were going to look for the guys that went to look for the other guys that disappeared. Um, at, I think we're getting the caravan confused with the uh, the other rescue mission that hasn't come back yet. Well, Boffer just says, um, well, you guys told me the story, so did, if I'm confused, it's not my fault. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was, it's okay. Uh, I had forgotten that there was another caravan. Yeah, so... Um, so, uh, as far as the, again, the other rescue mission, did they go with, like, a cart or a horse or something that we could possibly try to track through, say, broken wrenches or mud or various interesting uh, nature skill checks that I don't have? I can make a nature skill check to see if I can look for tracks or anything like that. I would like you to assist. Intent. Okay. Roll the, roll the roll first and then roll the assist, and you'll get a plus two for that 20. because you... Because you know that they are um, on foot and not like uh, they they aren't on any transportation that is not human made feet. Okay. <laughs> they didn't take their uh, they didn't take uh, their rowboat to the woods. That's <laughs> correct. No kayaking. Cross country skiing. Yeah. Uh, that's a twenty five nature. 
Okay. Uh, you um, you go and you look and you see a sets. Let's see how many you assume or you think that you see six or seven sets of footprints leading into the forest. Do they look human? Can we tell? Yeah, they look human to him. Human, well, I mean, they look, that they're boots, so they're human, they look human-made. Can I tell them how fresh they are? Okay. Um, Boffer tries licking one of the footprints. He rolled a 20. Mm. <laughs> so, he lo- so he looks like he knows what he's doing. Uh, hmm. 25 plus the you, 2 for the assist from... Plus the assist, yeah. You, they look probably a couple days old. Um, and, you know, you've also been traveling for a couple days, and there weren't any hard rains or anything, so you're taking that into account, but they still look a couple days old. The ground is not extremely soft, but there are definite imprints. Okay, this is probably our uh, search party that we've been looking for. should probably follow these tracks and keep looking around to see if we can see any marks that show a struggle. Uh, duh, it's good. <laughs> So we follow the tracks. Okay. Avoiding trees. Yeah. So you end up coming to this clearing area that you are standing in front of on the map here that uh, I think probably Kyle cannot see. Is that correct, Kyle? You can't see the map? That's probably the most correct thing anyone said all night. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Well, what you see... Kyle, we're just taking for granted that you can't work your computer. Is that... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yes, yes, that's correct. Um, so basically, uh, what you see in front of you, you enter this forest, and you're on a narrow pathway, and it appears, you can tell from your from your nature skill check, from your tracking of these, these footprints, that when they entered the forest, they stayed on the path, and the path is is big enough for two people to walk side by side comfortably and three people to walk side by side relatively uncomfortably. In other words, if three people are walking side by side, uh, one of them is going to be rubbing up against the bushes that are sort of hanging over onto the road and one of their footprints will be off of the path and stuff like that. Um, But it looks like they walked single file into the forest. So even though the pathway was big enough for two comfortably, they walked single file right down the middle of the road. Um, And you go in about two or three, maybe 400 feet, not very far at all. And suddenly there's a little bit of a clearing in front of you. Um, The ground has been padded down and some trees have been cut out so that there's a a larger clearing. Instead of being a, a pathway for like a caravan or a wagon, it's overgrown with grass and weeds. There are trees along the outside of it. Um, and it's about, let's see, it goes from being about 10 feet wide to being 35 or 40 feet wide. And it sort of meanders to the left and then to the, to the, up to the north. Um, and you see trees all around you. You can't see from, from this distance, you can see a, that it goes for about um, probably 65 or 70 feet, and then it hits a tree line, and you can't see where the, uh, where the path picks up on the other side. So you're basically, you follow the tracks in, you lose the tracks, but at the point where you lose the tracks is this large 
swath of cleared area. And that's what you're standing in front of. I put my foot on a stump. I don't have much to do, but like no, noises and poses. Mm. <laughs> that's right. So we're in, does it look like a, a, a natural clearing or like someone's been doing some wood cutting? It looks like the trees have been cut down. What's uh, everybody's passive perception? Uh, that's a great question. Mine's a 14. I passed. Ooh, you see more than me. 13. We're in the woods. You guys are going to laugh. My passive perception is 20. Oh, man. He is deceptive. <laughs> okay, he so puts everyone on the bed. He's like, I see you, and I see you, and I'm totally getting <laughs> having you over there. It compensates so, for my intermittent blindness. <laughs> so Nikolai, Nikolai has a passive perception of 13, and Boffer yeah. has a passive perception of 20. What's Pangold's passive perception? 14. Okay, and Dov? 18. Alright, and who am I missing? Oh, Elec. Uh, 14. Okay. Alright. Um, you're not quite sure if this is man-made or... Or, or uh, let me rephrase that. You're not quite sure if it's constructed or if it's a natural clearing. Basically, it looks like it's a little bit of both. That probably there's been some... Uh, purposeful pruning of trees and whatnot, but it hasn't been well kept, so there's a lot of overgrown stuff. But it is a bit curious that the caravan trail just sort of ends right here. That doesn't really make any sense to you. Elik would my, would like to make a stealth check. Okay. Okay. For what purpose? Just in case anything can see us coming. Okay. Maybe it can't. So are you going to actively try to hide behind, like, one of these trees up in the front here, or...? One of the giants in our party. Yeah, because behind, the, behind the, thing the is tree it, on the edge. Uh, to the left or to the right? To the left. Okay, so I get the you're... feeling we could probably hide the entire party behind Nikolai and Dav. <laughs> so you're, you're sort of uh, breaking off from the party a little bit and, and going behind the tree there? That's correct. Okay. All right. You say the cart, the cart tracks just seem to end. Well, there you didn't see any cart tracks. What, what you saw were footprints that were running single file. What ended was the actual path that was built there for caravan wagons. Oh, right. the footprint the footprints also end. But so, but basically, you were not following a wagon trail. You, I mean, you weren't following a wagon. No, just a trail. You were following the trail. It's and just you were following was trying to cover up the path. Okay, well, I pick up a rock, and I and I lob it in front of me a little ways to see if, like, okay. the earth consumes it. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> and I style it out. Like, I didn't do anything. All right. So you, you threw so drive by that... Uh, rock thrower. You threw that yeah. rock. Okay. And... Let me see here. It's a good, like, softball-sized rock. You tilt two damage to the the grassy knoll. (laughs) Kyle, we'll do this mod style. I'll tell you what. We'll describe things to you. You need a piece of graph paper so you can graph out what we're telling you. And uh, it'll be just like being on one of those old-style muds. Only it's being read aloud to you instead of reading it. 
It's like Battleship the novel. <laughs> okay. Uh, you sunk my So, dwarf. Buffer picks up a, a softball-sized rock, throws it into the clearing, and about two seconds later, an arrow shoots out and hits Dov in the leg. Oh, that's not okay. <laughs> <laughs> and, oh, I never wanted to be that guy. <laughs> <laughs> and Dov takes. Uh, no, actually, Dov's got a lot of leg to, to pierce, though, so he'll be fine. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> I'm helping. And oh, Dov oh. takes. Hold on one second. Sorry, I'm being a little slow here. Dov takes, ouch, uh, 17 damage. Oh. Jesus Christ. Uh, I mean, that guy. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna try not to swear too much on this podcast here. But... And um, oh, oh, oh. and uh, Dov, you also take ten ongoing poison damage. Save ends. Uh, no, he doesn't. I will. I will use my uh, touch of grace, and I transfer that to myself. Okay. Wow, just met. <laughs> <laughs> He looks cool like that. We find the <laughs> nicest people in the woods. All right. So to use your touch of grace, do you have to be next to him? Uh, let me check. Yeah, it's melee touch. Okay, then uh, you're going to have to move over next to him then. All right. Okay, so Can now everybody needs everybody needs to roll Jesus. initiative. Oh, I got orange in it. Yeah, that's just, just a little tiny. Okay, roll initiative, please. Oh, I'm going to go so slow. Horrible initiative roll. Oh no, I go faster than the paladin. Well, I'm, I'm not under the impression that a paladins move terribly quickly to begin with. Although he is part barbarian, so... Meh. My speed's six. <laughs> six or all six. Right. So I'll tell you what, we'll all fly to... Where, where is uh, Simon at? New Zealand, right? <laughs> I'm, I can in use the U- he's in the, he's I'm in, in the, the UK. UK. Oh, in the UK, I'm sorry. The, the, I thought I we were in the we, forest. Why <laughs> <laughs> uh, don't we talk about your accent? You said it was New Zealand, didn't you? Or was that just me making stuff up in my head because I was I sick? I so, Yeah, I had a lot of hallucinations. It was a good time. So, um, all right, the UK. Well, you know what? I've always wanted to go. Uh, although I'd like to be in New Zealand as well. So. Yeah. Maybe we all could right. just all meet there. Yeah. <laughs> nice neutral location. <laughs> oh well, if you can't see. Uh... If you can't see our rolls, then we all rolled two hundreds. No, I, I, was seeing, I was seeing your rolls. I wasn't seeing my rolls. Dang it. Oh. That's why he's rolled yeah. lots of rolls until he gets the number he wants. You got a two and a three from seeing air. Huh? Kyle? I, I, sent you a, you. I, sent a, I sent a link in the Skype window. There's a, a link there. I can uh, take screenshots, and it'll immediately save to this location, and you can refresh the page so that you can keep up with us. Whoa. Wow. Jeremy's Whoa. a rock star. Jeremy is a rock star. Okay, we'll get that to work. a lot of enemies up in here, guys. Look at all okay. these people. So, what's your, uh, what What was the initiative order here? Um, I'm pretty sure I'm going to go first. Okay, who um, is that? Remember, we that have was, an audience. So okay, that was Boffer. Okay, I rolled what a seven. Your, wait, what was your initiative? My initiative? Okay, I'm explaining yes. it. I rolled a seven. 
I added seven, so that's 14. And then my battle awareness daily power, which I'm totally using right now, adds a plus 10 to that. Okay, so 27. Yeah, I saw that too. That was crazy. Okay, who's next? I have... I have an 18. Um, what did I roll? Oh, Nikolai rolled a 5, plus whatever your initiative modifier is. <laughs> it was an 8, I, uh, so my total is 13. Okay. Someone rolled an 18, though. So who, who's 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 the closest Ellie. after 27? Uh, Ellie rolled an 18. Simon, what did Dav roll? 9. That's not okay. that bad. Nikolai rolled an eight, a 13, and who's left? Uh, Joyce rolled an 8. But he did step back to help me. Yeah. All right. I get to take 10 ongoing when my turn comes. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> it's okay. I got I got some I got some uh, meat I can you know slough off. I could probably slough it off a lot easier than you. Offer, what was your initiative? One more time. I'm sorry. It was 27. 27, right. It was super ridiculous high. So do I know that yeah, I was poisoned but... and then you took it from me? Or did it just disappear and you, you gain it without my knowledge? You probably noticed you were poisoned because I wouldn't have been able to just innately know that you were poisoned. Yeah, yeah. Because then it'd just That's be like fun. every time somebody gets hit, I'm like, hold on, let me touch you real quick. Maybe you tripped over to help me. <laughs> I've always got to do a butt pat. You poison. No, no. <laughs> yeah. Literally, I'm shot in the leg, not in the ass. So you've you okay. leapt over and started sucking the poison out. Hey, hey, that's my leg. <laughs> I'm poisoned to my leg. Why are you so quick? Is so that how you take the ten on going? You got to suck the poison out, and then oh man, that just sounds complicated. So with my initial roll, I'm envisioning that like. I saw that as a result of my throwing the rock, that Dav got, like, skewered with the arrow. Arrow. Like, my immediate reaction is just to run in there. Well, some, I'll, pr- I'll protect my new friends. Okay, so here's what happened. You threw the rock, and it, al- it almost was so fast that it was almost simultaneous, okay? You threw the rock, and as the rock was flying, before it even hit the ground... The arrow was flying towards you guys. It happened to hit Dov in the leg. Dov sort of stumbled back, and as he was looking down to see what had struck him, he started feeling the burning of the poison that was on the tip of the arrow. And Pangold realized that something was amiss and walked over and looked at the arrow and saw that it had a poisony, sort of oily stuff on it and decided to heal Dov. So he took on the tin ongoing poison damage from Dov. But Dov still has an arrow in his leg, okay? And then we rolled initiative. So now, here's initiative order. Uh, A creature that you can't see yet goes, and then Boffer, then another creature that you can't see yet, and then Elik, then another creature you can't see yet, then Nikolai, then the fourth creature you can't see, and then Dov, and then Pangold. So... That makes it Boffer's turn. Okay. And just, can I see where the arrow's coming from? The arrows what? came from about, or they appeared to come from about um, 40 feet up and 40 feet to the left. 
which puts them in the tree line. So they're coming from the trees over there, across the, the cleared pathway. Okay. Kyle, uh, can you see the, uh, sorry about I can't the new yet. link I sent you? I did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, let's see. My my immediate instinct is just to run in that direction. Uh, my speed is five. Um, just to, to move quickly into that direction and then take a full defensive action is my standard action. Okay. So just to, to run out there and be like, who wants some? Come out and face me. Okay. Nobody you can go you can go ahead and, and move your token wherever you want to move it to. Or someone can so, do it. Oh, yeah, you can't see it, huh? Oh, okay. yeah, I forgot. <laughs> One, two, three, four, five. There you go. So I moved you five to the north. Okay, well, they'll send me a picture, so. Yeah. Okay. It's like postcards from the forest clearing. <laughs> Wish you were here. <laughs> Wish you were here. Maybe. Shot at with arrows. And then you did total defense, you said? Yeah. Okay. When you did that... Yes? Yep, that's it. Okay. Uh, When you did that, a couple of arrows flew out, so... I love the situation where I'm telling the DM, move me towards the danger. (laughs) you You don't know where that is. Like, yeah, but you do. And you're controlling me, so... Just, just move me towards the danger. The DM is your co-pilot. Yeah. Do you guys, do you guys see the role that I just put up there? No. Ah, so annoying. Jeez. Do you have it set to private roles? No, it's set to public. It just has decided to be a crap, and I'm not going to turn it off and redo it because that's annoying. Because it'll kick you guys all off, then we'll have to load back on. It's not. It's not worth it. So I'll do it that way. Does 18, hit, does 18 hit your AC? Buffer. Not even close. All right. So an arrow My comes AC out as you're 25. running up. An arrow comes out as you're running up, and it swooshes by you and misses. And then it is Elik's turn. Elik, now you're still stealthy, so you've got right. a pretty reasonable uh, expectation that they don't know that you're there. He's going to take a nap. And we still don't see where these <laughs> arrows are coming from otherwise, other than the line of trees, correct? Right, that's correct. Can I do um, maybe a perception check to see if I can get a better view of pinpointing where they're actually shooting from? Or is the foliage too thick and that won't make a difference? It's pretty thick. Um, it would probably be more like a nature check, to be honest, because okay. you'd have to have experience on how to look in trees and, you know, sort of get a feeling for what the best place that people would be hiding and trying to shoot from. All right. I would like to do that. Okay. And I rolled an 18. All right. Uh you sort of stop and focus, and you see a person in the tree right here. And that's the only Wait, one you tree see. It's the only one you see at this point. This, this humanoid is sitting pretty high in the tree, like 20 or 30 feet up, and uh, is just has a bow cocked and ready to... It has an arrow cocked and ready to to fire out. 
They're sitting right. very, very still. Okay. And so was that uh, nature check my standard action? Oh, um, well, technically it would be, but my house rule is that if you want to do a skill and use a skill in a creative way, that uh, it becomes a move action or a minor. I would okay. break this a move because you had to study the trees pretty hard to uh, to determine that. I was kind of swaying back and forth looking at them. Yeah. <laughs> Catch, catching, the, catching the way the wind was blowing the leaves. Gotcha. Right. All right. Well, in that case, since I see the fellow there, um, and he is is he is he eleven away from me? Is that what I'm seeing there? He is the twelfth square array from you. It looks like one, two, twelve away. Yeah, I've got eleven. Oh yeah, I I, I can see eleven. Okay. Yep, eleven squares. Okay. Well then, um, <laughs> I want to use my standard action as my move and just move one square to the left so I'm still behind the tree but he's within ten squares of me. Okay. Uh, Do I need to move myself? No, I'll move you. That's fine. Oops, sorry. That's okay. Okay. Quick rules question. Uh, to have yes. somebody make a heal check to let me make a saving throw, do they have to be in melee touch range? They have to be adjacent to you. Okay. Okay. So if anybody, uh, they can't make a standard action this round, it'd be great if you let me make that saving roll before I take 10 damage. I'll, I'll do that. I'm right next to you. Sweet. Okay, now that that is a DC 15 heal check, by the way. Do I do that on my turn, then? Yeah, so, uh, Elik, is that everything? Yeah, um, that was my, my move and my standard, so... Okay. That's that's all I can do. Alright, so after you look and you get you get your eyes on that on that uh, thing sitting in the tree, you see two other big muscular tall uh, humanoids drop down out of this tree up to the north and run at Boffer. Oh no they's gonna get you. <laughs> I'm like yeah. <laughs> Oh no, watch out. <laughs> Alright, those will here to forth be known as Bruiser 1 and Bruiser 2. And now Boffer... Because uh, of how bad I'm going to bruise them with my hammer. That, that's right. They're very muscular Jeez, and they're wearing pretty yeah. good armor. Those would be and, the bruisees. <laughs> and they are coming out and swinging really big clubs at you. Uh, and as they swing, you just see their muscles ripple. And you look at them, and you notice that they look sort of like a mix between an elf and an eldrin in terms of their facial features and their ears and the way their hair is. But they're really, really buff. They're really muscular. And in your entire life and through all of your adventuring and treasure hunting, you have never, ever seen an elf or an eladrin with that body build, okay? So it's very strange to you. Also, when you look at this... This is strange. When you look at them, their eyes are solid green. They're not glowing, they're not uh, bright or shooting lasers out or anything weird like that. They're just solid green. You don't see any whites of their eyes, you don't see any pupil, you just see solid green. Okay? 
and they run up with their clubs and they're taking a swing at you. The first one rolls a 17 versus your AC. The miss. And the second one rolls a 29 versus your AC. That's a hit. So while I'm blocking that one, the second club conks me on the shoulder. Does that hit with your total defense bonus? Uh, it does, yeah. I know. I know. Can't win them all. <laughs> this one is going to do 12 damage to you. Okay. <clears throat> okay. And then that's the end of their turn, which makes it Nikolai's okay, just turn. Just for clarification, was it Bruiser 1 or Bruiser 2 who hit me? Bruiser 2 cares. is the Bruiser 2 is the one that hit you. Okay. Good. Oh, I'm sorry, the bruiser went after Alec, right? Hold on. Oh, it's my turn and I'm not ready. <laughs> You're um, fired. I'm fired, bruisers. Okay, uh, so I am definitely going to curse the nearest dude what I can see. Uh, okay. Which looks like it's bruiser one. Right. Um. Cursed, and that means that means a tiny, tiny print. Um, I deal extra damage. I deal an extra d6 of damage if I want to. Okay, right. So, and that means that I am shortly thereafter going to hit him with some sort of power, which will then do damage. It's very exciting. Um, let's go. Let's make it simple. Uh, and we will just uh, roll an. Uh, that's a 24 versus reflex. Okay, that is. And a we'll hit. go with 16 damage. Yeah, uh, 16 right. damage plus another d6. Um, as my warlock, I, I uh, roll my warlock's curse damage. Um, so plus one damage. Woo! Okay. So 17 damage total. Very excited about that plus one. All right, looks good. And are you going to move or do anything else special? Moving. No, I, I move farther away. <laughs> um, all right, I'll just move there, over by this tree. Okay, so next, as you all are standing there looking and seeing this whole thing happen, you see several arrows fly out and try to hit a buffer. And as soon as the arrows go, you immediately spy these five other archers sitting in the trees here. They are all going to be attacking Boffer because he's the most uh, open easily picked on enemy. Yeah. yeah, he's the most easily picked on. These five, A stands for archer. B is for bruiser. That's right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to tell you what C is for. It's not a polite word to be said. C is for cauterize right. your arrow wounds. Or it's for cookie. I think that's good enough for We could do an adventurer's handbook <laughs> off of it. That would be adorable. <laughs> okay, so the first one is a 27 versus AC. That will miss. Oh, no, wait, because what's my, what's my bonus for total defense? Plus, plus, two. plus two. So that hits. Second one is a 15. That misses, I believe. Third one, 16. Well, that was one. Number four, 28. And number five, 24. Does the 24 hit you? No. And okay. Yeah, the 28 does. So one and four hit you. So 
The first one does 15 damage. The second one does 14 damage. They also get a secondary attack. First one is 29 versus your fortitude. The second one is 19 versus your fortitude. Uh, let's see. Um, the first one hits. Okay. You take 10 ongoing poison damage. One of those, uh, all the arrows were poisoned, but uh, none of them hit you and drew blood enough to poison you except for that last one. So save ends on that 10 ongoing poison. Okay. okay. So I've taken, let's see, 29 damage total. Right, exactly. Plus 10 ongoing. and Plus what the bruiser did to you the first time. Yeah. Uh, and then that's the end of Archer's and, uh, turn, and now you can see them, and now it's Dov's turn. All right, so I will do the healing on Pangold. No, nah, don't worry Pang- about me. It's just ten damage. No, you, you risked your life straight away to help me. Let, let me help Offer's you. Offer's like, I'm risking my life. <laughs> I'll pull the arrows over Does <laughs> no one hear me? <laughs> We've got a pit. Pushing for a dwarf over there, and Dad is like turning to the guy next to him, going, "Oh, you touched I'll help. Yeah, damn it, I'll help you. <laughs> heal him. All right, so you're doing that heal to to heal him or to give him a saving throw? To give him that saving throw. Okay. No. Oh dear. Ouch. Um, I told you I didn't want to be healed. <laughs> <laughs> Have I still well, got a um an action to take? Well, that was your standard, so you've got to move in a minor if you uh, if you want to try to move behind the trees or something. Can I move and you can move anyway, can't you, Pangold? You're not disabled. Yeah, I'm immobilized. I'm just poisoned. Right, where Nikolai is, is that a bush near him there? Yeah, it's a tree. It's a full-blown tree. If I move here, I'm behind the tree. Yes, that's correct. I don't mean to be hiding, but I hobble over here. Oh, oh, <laughs> I think you're I think you're wider than the tree is. So. Hey, let's <laughs> Okay. If that's the end of Dov's turn, then it's Pangold. All right. I take ten damage. Ouch. <laughs> and then... You feel, the, you feel the poison coursing through your veins right now. And then I will draw my Kopesh, uh, let out a battle cry that is non-mechanical, and charge uh, B1 with a Ardent Strike which I can use in place of my melee attack. Okay. And that puts me right next to him with my speed of six. All right. And do I get a bonus to that attack since I charged, or is that... Yes, it's a plus one. Okay. So that's 29. Okay. Versus And that's versus a bruiser. That is a hit. Uh, 12 damage. All right. And he is under my uh, divine sanction. Jenny. Yes. Does your world specifically say that it marks the target or just puts it under its cur- under your curse? It's just a, it's just a curse. It's not a mark. It's just a curse. It doesn't get superseded by anyone else's mark. Okay. Or even by anyone else's curse. We can have eight hundred of us all cursing the target. Curse. Except you're all you're all inferior and not warlocks. So whatever. But that's okay. I forgive you. <laughs> okay. okay. Buffer can't so. hear you. Or see. <laughs> Anything else, Pangle? No, I charge so that it's my turn automatically. All right. And you guys hear a rumbling. And feel hey, I a, saved. You feel a rumbling under your feet. You don't really see anything around you. You don't really have the wherewithal or the time to sort of look away and try to figure out what's going on. But you do hear, like, there's some weird 
trimmering going on on the ground under your feet, uh, and you're not sure what it is. You don't have time to really pay attention. Um, and then it's Boffer's turn. Yeah, it is. Okay. Um, so first things first, I get poisoned. <laughs> All right. Uh, 22 live points. Okay. Um, then I'm going to use my second wind as a minor action. Mm-hmm. So that puts me back up a little bit. Um, well, it puts me up a little bit more than I thought. Okay. So I'm no longer bloodied. And then I'm going to cleave. Okay. Who's your uh, primary target? The guy right in front of me. Okay, uh, so bruiser. Two. Yeah. That would be that would be the man. Left bruiser or right bruiser? <laughs> Left bruiser. Okay. So that's going to be uh, 17 versus AC. That is a miss. Bah! Okay. Um, that's it. <laughs> I know it's not anything amazing, but I like right. to point at it. Uh, next time. Next time. I'm going to get some arrows out of me. All right. <laughs> Roll a d20 to save. Okay, so this... He saves. This creature in the, um, in the trees here takes some... Arrows and shoots at Nikolai. And what? No, I disprove. <laughs> <laughs> nice try. No, wait, I totally have a thing. Okay, does he hit me? Wait. Uh, I'm not sure yet. <laughs> I'm not sure yet either. So you totally have a thing. I eagerly anticipate the answer. I have a thing. If he hits me, I have a power that lets me deal damage to him automatically. It's an effect, not an attack. So that's fun too. Okay, so. The arrow is a 19 versus your AC. That does not hit, so never mind. I don't care. All right. This one then moves away, and you cannot see him anymore. Oh. And then it is Elix's turn. Is Elix still invisible to enemies? As far as he knows, yes. Climb the tree. <laughs> Ouch, who are you attacking? Okay, can you hear me? Yep. I'm using, uh, where'd my attack go? The uh, lightning strike against bruiser number two. Okay. And so it's 30 versus reflex. That's a hit. And he will take 13 damage. All right. He, he saw that yes, he will. his brother Boffer was getting wailed on there and he's like, no, lightning <laughs> strike. All right. So you guys see lightning <laughs> come down and and singe Bruiser number two's hair. And he screams, but he keeps on fighting, because he's like that. Anything else? uh, (laughs) Anything else, uh, Ella? No, I think I'm fine where I am, and that's all I'm going to do. Okay. Well, the two bruisers, uh, bruiser number two is going to take a swing at Boffer with his club, and he's going to try to grab him with his other hand. So, first things first, <laughs> rolled a one, so that's an automatic miss. The second one's doing the same thing, but at Pangold, not at Boffer, and Beats rolls that. a one again. <laughs> Great. He does the same thing, too. Apparently, they're twins. 
Uh, two ones you in a row. You know what? I, I like the way you Sam. I have to say. <laughs> yeah. I like them rolls. I was going to say, real, I thought... Yeah, they're real delightful. fun. <laughs> um, well, those delightful rolls end the turn of the bruisers. They are swinging wildly with their clubs in one hand and swinging with their arm back in the other direction, and they're so slow and cumbersome that Boffer and Pangle have no problem whatsoever moving out of the way. And then it becomes Nikolai's turn. We both have a hearty laugh with okay. each other as they donk heads with one another. <laughs> so, uh, just just so that I'm very clear, uh, we don't necessarily have a controller in the party, or who's our controller right now? Oh, well, I'm Nothing? a striker, no. but... <laughs> yeah, I think okay, it's... Uh, right. Like, I think Bopper's the closest thing we've got to anybody who controls. Yeah. Okay, that's fine. We just we we have five minions on the board. I'm wondering if someone should take responsibility. Well, I'm not. I'm assuming they're minions. No, but we haven't really found out yet if they're minions either. Um, I'm just wondering if someone should take responsibility for them. Uh, but it's not going to be me. I'm going to move <laughs> over here, and I am going to um, let's go ahead. And, well, actually, uh, uh, Offer and Pangold, you enjoy having those two guys up in your muck, right? You're, you're, uh, you don't need them moved away from you? A lot. Yeah, I don't, I like I, I don't, I don't like getting hit by them. <laughs> well, I'd rather, they like it, they like it when uh, I'm rolling ones. That's true, too. <laughs> I think the seen uh, enemy is better than the unseen enemy, so if you can. If you can take out those arrows that I can't swing a sword at, that'd be great. Um, that would be great, but I'll tell you what I'm actually going to do. <laughs> I'm going to uh, throw down the Morden Rain. Uh, Nikolai raises his arms to the sky and pulls down acid rain um, from thunderclouds that form immediately over uh, the cursed bruiser's head. Um, Damn it, you are a demon. I <laughs> uh, shush. Demon-ish. There's definitely some uh, stuff going on there. All right, so on Bruiser 1, that is plus 11, so that's a 25 versus Reflex. It's a 25, Um, except you said it was 21. It's not not 21. (laughs) No, you're right. So I can't add there, whatever. I'll probably do it wrong if I write it down. That's uh, versus 25 versus Reflex. Oh, versus reflex. That's versus reflex. Yes, that hits. Okay, fantastic. Oh, so, um, not a ton of damage. Uh, that is 14 damage on Bruiser 1, but each enemy adjacent to the target, which would be Bruiser 2, also takes 4 acid damage. Okay. And uh, Bruiser, 1, Bruiser 1 is blinded until the end of the next turn, and oh, I'm going to use my Warlock's Curse damage on him. Dang it. So that's point. another damage. Okay. I stopped rolling one. And he is bloodied now. Good for him. That, uh, I have a, ooh, special, you just, like, let me all very excited here. <laughs> um, uh, my rod has a property. Raccoon triggers when an attack roll I make with this rod makes the target affected by my Warlock's Curse bloodied, which just happens, uh, which means I also gain temporary hit points equal to, um, my level, so I get eight temp hit points. Awesome. Not that I'm going to do anything with them other than stand in the corner, but yeah. <laughs> okay, anything else? Yeah. Who has to leave in uh, five minutes? That uh, would be Boffer. All right. 
He's about to go sleepy bye bye. <laughs> Jeez, imagine how. Well, I still have a scared. It's like two. So, uh... No, it's even later than that. It's like four in the morning, isn't it? It is four uh-huh. in the morning, exactly. Well, that's okay because this is actually a pretty good place to stop. Um, oh no! And hey, and, I just uh, bloodied the crap out of it, dude. I like it. I, I feel awesome right now. Well, I wanted to give you guys a little piece of combat because the. You know, these are all new PCs, so we're not really, you know, nobody's used to their powers and whatnot. Now, we're not, um, we're not, I'm not ending the battle. I'm just ending for tonight. So when we, pick up, when we pick up next time, we'll continue this. Yeah, so it's not going away. It's just not being finished. <laughs> sure everyone's loving me, like, right now. They're like, man, Kyle takes forever to get started, and then he makes his end, and blah. No, 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 it's, it's not your fault. Uh, part of it is that... We, there's just the expected, you know, two, first two or three times there's going to be computer issues. It, it just always happens that way. I've run a lot of online games. That's just the way it works. The first hour is going to be a complete wash because of computer issues. It's not you. It's just the combination of... It's not you, you it's seven, me. You know, you get six or seven people and you all want their computers to talk to each other and play nice. And it just doesn't It doesn't happen very easily. Yeah. So. All right. Sounds good. Well, sorry to leave you guys. It was lots right. of fun. Nope. Sorry I had like... The buffer yeah, in our case. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's okay. In most cases, we won't stop in the middle of a battle. I knew this one was going to go long, and I knew that we had to sort of finish the role-playing and add you guys into the group. So, you know, I, I knew this one was going to be sort of off-kilter, but from now on, it'll be timed a little bit better. So within that three hours that I'm planning for each session, we'll have sort of a complete little session going on. It won't be a half combat this and a half combat that and half role playing, okay? So okay. just so you know my intentions. Alright. What intentions good. do you have with my D and D time? Okay, <laughs> well okay. Gotcha. Jeez, I'm so glad he's gone. He got me can a, we talk about him now? <laughs> right, finally. Oh my gosh. <laughs> You gotta leave, by the way, Sam, make sure you leave that in the podcast. That's gotta be his own personal Easter egg right there. <laughs> Imagine that, Kyle left again. The Guild of Geeks would like to thank Wizards of the Coast for producing 4th edition Dungeons & Dragons. Our opening music was utilized via a Creative Commons license from freesound.org, and it was performed by Van Westfold. We would also like to thank you, the listener. We hope you enjoyed this episode.